Welcome to the UAC podcast. UAC was founded to create a place where the most successful chiropractors from different backgrounds and from around the world could come together to mastermind and create lasting friendships. Our profession is unique and surrounding yourself with a genius inside of UAC is a formula to grow personally and professionally into the life you've always known you are capable of achieving. Welcome to Chiropractic's Brain Trust. All right, guys, we're here today um, with Matthew Loop, who is from Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, we're excited to have you. Thanks for being here. We are in sunny Miami. It's finally sunny. It wasn't finally. sunny before. The UAC curse has lifted. Yes, exactly. So everybody's out by the pool. So we're, we're excited to be sitting in here with Matthew Loop. Um, tell us a little bit about, um, I guess the first thing I really want to want to know about is your book. I think a lot of people in UAC have have read your book, have seen it. Like, I'd love to know it's cause it's a big, thick book. And <laughs> what kind of like brought you to that? I know there's like, there's, I'm sure a whole entire story about it, but, um, I'd love to hear a little bit about what where we just like to dive in. <laughs> no, absolutely. Well, thank you ladies for having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, yeah, my book, it's, I've wanted to write that book for a long time. And of course, writing a book is six months a year out of your life. It's just really disciplined. And I've had some of the material before. And uh, based on my experience working with thousands of clients over the years and based on the fact that I, there's no greater vehicle to be able to take your message and get it to the masses, if you understand how to use social media the right way and to really just propagate it out there, you can go from literally zero followers to millions of followers overnight. So it's just something I wanted to really uh, uh, put into motion. And um, the book basically details what the world's highest paid uh, authors, businesses, speakers, and business professionals in general are doing to grow their impact, their revenue, and their uh, influence. And so if you follow this guideline, you can kind of see behind the curtain of other companies and businesses and entrepreneurs that have been successful. And it's a, it's a formula, actually. You know, and, and social media does change periodically, but there are foundational principles that if you just implement them, Little by little, that snowball eventually turns into an avalanche. So it's a combination of a tactical guide, and also I fused it with personal stories from my, my youth, so people could understand where I came from, and you know, ultimately how it led me to becoming a, a I guess, a fairly well-known brand in a couple different industries. So yeah, that's great. What year was the book published? Matt? It was published in 2016. Okay. Yeah. And the title of your book? Social Media Made Me Rich. Here's how it can do the same for you. Great. Yeah, yeah. we have it home in our library. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just for our viewers. And yeah. did you self-publish? I'm, I know it's something I've thought about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe uh, our next uh, guest is also writing a book. Um, and mm-hmm. so just talk to us about that process. Uh, well, I got a deal from a New York publisher. Oh, so great. I shopped it around. And, uh, but there's a lot of value in self-publishing as well. If you don't have a large following, self-publishing is going to be the fastest option and your most likely scenario where you can get it out there. And if you know a thing or two about marketing, you can really push it to the masses. I, I had somewhat of a following, as you, as you would say, and so that really looks good when you're taking that to a publisher and they see, well, you know, if we're going to give an advance or this and that. So uh, that was my experience, but I work with a lot of clients that will eventually self-publish and then if you hit a certain amount of sales, you could absolutely go to a major publisher and say, hey, this is proof of concept, 20,000 sales here and, and probably get a book deal. Mm-hmm. That's great. So 
talk, let's go back a little bit. Um, you've been a member for uh, almost a year, coming up in 2022 will be a year. Um, and so we're, some of us are just getting to know you. Some of us have known you for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, but take us through that evolution. So you're a chiropractor, you're in practice, and you, you know, I think you've published it on your website. You've been very open about it. Uh -huh. You you had some challenges, sure. and social media was your path. Sure, sure. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so, um, and I'm grateful because I've worked with a lot of clients in UAC for a long time, and I just, I needed to be around sane people last year. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so this was, this is just a really good fit, and uh, I got an invite from Leah, and Leah Meadows, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to, I need to do this. So I, I came out to the Park City event, and it was just a no-brainer, obviously. So yeah, my journey back in 2004, graduated from chiropractic school. I actually graduated from Logan, went to life initially, and uh, I don't know if you all remember that accreditation oh, mishap. Yes, we were just talking <laughs> about that last night. I, yeah. was, I was in seventh quarter when that happened, and we had a class of about 220 students. I stayed around till end of October, where there was five students left in our class. I, rem I remember this, it might've been a spinal biomechanics or one of those classes, and uh, I just remember the teacher trying to get through the entire session without like, like holding back the tears. Oh, and it was, wow. it was really unfortunate. So then I just knew like, all right, I have to transfer. We got, I felt like I got the best of both worlds, the great adjusting and the philosophy at life. And then ultimately at Logan, uh, there was a very respected institution, got to do, it had, it had a great reputation in the community, um, diagnosis, all that stuff. So just got best of both worlds, came back to Atlanta, opened the practice uh, as an independent contractor, went in with a group, and I had to learn some basic fundamentals about just business that I didn't know. Like, nobody ever told me that as you, uh, you're in practice, you submit a claim to the insurance company, you might get reimbursed next month or two or three months. Like, that was just a, I was naive, right? <laughs> so, so maybe many Kairos are when they get out. <laughs> Then my credit cards are getting maxed now because I'm trying to, to figure out this advertising and marketing game. Um, I had, what, uh, $1,000 in the bank. I remember one time, I remember that my ex-girlfriend's father had to float me a check for two grand to, to float me along at one point because uh, I've just, I had a decently busy practice and I was getting some referrals, but it just wasn't really amplifying like I wanted it to. And right around that time, I started reading books by... Um, uh, Michael Gerber Emith. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was one of them where he talks about the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician, and that most totally neglect the entrepreneur. And that was uh, an epiphany for me. And then I read Influence the Psychology of Persuasion by Robert Cialdini. And I started to realize why people make the uh, buying decisions that they make. And that really set me on a whole different path to learning, like, oh, yeah, I can influence people better in my communication. So they will um, be more likely to get the care. I mean, somebody could come into your office with a disc problem, they know they need a, like a severe pain. They need some type of care, but they just, you know, they're going to flake off or whatever. So I went through the school of hard knocks and right around, yeah, right around about the same time, MySpace came along and I was <laughs> going <laughs> back a few years. Were you on MySpace? <laughs> Both of you? I, I wasn't. For a moment. No? Okay. For a you know, Tom never sold us out. I, I miss, <laughs> I miss MySpace. Uh, really cool. You could, you could actually alter your profiles, change the color, add music. It was it's, it was kind of still advanced, right? So I, I just built my network on that platform, started to friend request people, and I don't know what I was doing, like 20 or 30, 40 requests a day, and naturally 1% of those individuals were like, hey, you're a chiropractor. I have this going on. Can you help me? And I 
started building my practice that way. And then once my colleagues, my other friends got word of it, they were like, hey, can you show me how to use this kids network? I, I don't know, like, <laughs> I hear you're doing some great things. And I began showing them exactly what I was doing. They started attracting more patients in their office. And that kind of led to an accidental career in consulting. It got to a point where I was just showing so many uh, doctors how to do it. I thought, man, I got I to gotta figure out how to take my knowledge and put it into like CDs or something where maybe I could sell it online. And I figured that out. You had to do like six different things. And I was using disc.com as fulfillment and, you know, just learning uh, about information products in the business. Then uh, not long after my secondary source of income overtook my primary practice income. And I said, this is crazy. But if, you know, if I could help thousands of chiros reach millions of patients, that's pretty darn cool. So that's when I really started to get serious about the consulting and really pushing this stuff out there. And that, would, that might have been like 2006, 2007. And again, right place at the right time where things just totally took off. So I began to get called to speak on Cairo stages. And, uh, you know, today, probably, you know, 20, 30,000 docs have went through my free stuff online, at least. And then Social Media Elite, that's my flagship entry training program for social media marketing and advertising. You know, over 8,000 docs have done that. And those opportunities, including launching my book, allowed me to speak at NASDAQ and, you know, allowed me to speak on the campus of Harvard. So it's just, it's amazing what can happen when you dial this stuff in. And not, to, not even to mention, this was two years ago, I got invited to go to hang out on uh, Necker Island with Sir Richard ah, Branson yes. in, a, in, a, in another mastermind. And that, would, that opportunity would have never been possible if I didn't have the information that I do and that I didn't build my brand a certain way. So that's why I'm so passionate about helping Kairos. Some people will think of, because uh, there's a lot of you know, Facebook marketers out there or Instagram marketers, but what I teach is so much more comprehensive than that. It's about actually building a brand that, you know, how you want the market to perceive you and then integrating all these different channels and systems, whether it's Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, like Google, whatever. So you basically surround the market and people see you everywhere and anywhere. And if you do that, it's only a matter of time before you hit that tipping point. Mm. So even though like chiropractic might have a negative brand equity in certain communities and places, if you're strategic about it, you can elevate the perception of the brand and become almost like the Dr. Oz of the marketplace. And once you hit that tipping point, it the referrals come hand over fist and you're just known a certain way. And I, I really like that. So you can be like the Ritz Carlton of the marketplace and not have to do like the $21 offers, you know, all that nonsense that you see sometimes. So that's a long-winded version of my story, I guess we'd you say. Yeah, I love it. I love it. We always like to like kind of understand where you're coming from that way. Now that you talked about going to the island, I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. Can you tell us about like that experience? Uh, very, sur very surreal. Very surreal. Um, so, how did, it, first, how did you like get invited, and then like yeah, just tell us definitely yeah. about what you experienced? So, right around the time I was learning a lot about social media marketing, like I was. You, I was learning that trial and error, but then there are other aspects of, of marketing like copywriting or different types of like paid advertising back then. There wasn't Facebook ads at that stage, but there were guys like Yannick Silver, Frank Kern, uh, Joe Polish that were doing some amazing things. Many of you, excuse me, know Joe Polish from the 25K group, Genius Network. Well, Yannick- Yeah, he's even presented here. Oh, has he? Yeah, yeah that's uh, a yeah. smart guy. Yeah. Um, so a mentor of mine, Yannick Silver, who- is runs in those same circles. One of the, like what I perceived as like the original internet marketing rock stars, he, uh, a while, a long time ago, he had a group called Maverick Adventures and he would just go with some amazing entrepreneurs 
and celebrities, whoever it was, go to Iceland, do some exotic adventures, and just, it, it, there wasn't really a, a formalized itinerary. Just go hang out, and of course, business deals are going to come from it and stuff like that. And I said, that's a really cool experience. So in 2000, and, I think it was 2008 or 2009, there was a conference in Atlanta called Stompernet. And this is a, one of those older internet marketing conferences. And, they, and Yannick had this one uh, Maverick Adventure sampler, if you would call it that, where you could go and spend a day and do some cool racing with these high-level entrepreneurs. And so, um, so, I, so I was like, well, I, it was a little bit out of my comfort zone because I never paid $1,000 for a day before, but I understood the value even though that, like, that early on. And uh, I went there, met some amazing people that I, I still know today. Um, Yannick wasn't there at that time, but I knew that when I hit a certain level, I, I wanted to be in that group. Like I wanted to get the invite and as uh, fortune would have it and fate, whatever you want to call it, four years, I think it was four years ago. Um, I mean, we have a lot of mutual friends just like you know, in this group here and it was just a great opportunity. We connected again and then Yannick's like, hey, we got this group Maverick 1000. I think you'd be a great fit and we started talking and I was, I was just like, this is perfect. So that was how I got into that community and then through that community, we do some amazing adventures, kind of like uh, UAC, very similar. And one of the adventures was the Necker Island excursion, where you go, you wow. go, you, you go, hang out in uh, Virgin Gorda, which is in a beautiful mm -hmm. location where the baths are. Have y'all been to the yes. baths? Yes. What'd you, what'd you think about it? Twice. Oh, it's my favorite location on earth. Just it's, my oh, favorite. Beautiful. Just time sailing, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. It's very therapeutic. Yes, it is. I would say that's a great word. So yeah, I love that story because that mastermind setup sounds exactly like we're creating here in the UAC. Oh, yeah. it's, you, you don't pay for the experience. The experience is the added value. You pay for the access to the people. Sure. And I love that you were wise enough. You just knew that. You were jumping in and you knew that this was going to help you and it was so worthwhile. So, you know... I, I love your story because what I'm hearing and what I'm most struck by is your depth of knowledge in this field. Like, there are a lot of come, come latelys kind of thing, and you have really seen this social media process evolve. Mm -hmm. um, I guess two questions on that. Um, what were your biggest, what can we learn from the past, and where is, the, where is social media going in the future? Yeah, those are great questions. Um... I, well, what we can learn from the past, social media has an interesting history. Uh, trends do repeat themselves. Like usually the, the kids are the early adopters to certain channels. When I bring up TikTok for a lot of Kairos right now, they still kind of look at me funny, but they don't realize how much of an impact we're making or the, the clients and like how much money is also on the table as well. Uh, MySpace was the same thing. Facebook, Instagram, I, all these channels started with the younger generation. And then uh, I mean, I'll use TikTok as an example because that's where the puck is going. There are only, I think there are 5.5 billion phones on the planet. TikTok just became the first app non-Facebook owned to get 3 billion downloads. And, wow. w w and when, you're on the, when you're on the platform, you kind of understand it because on Facebook, you could scroll through like 16 different posts in a matter of a second. Facebook would still count that as an impression if you're like doing advertising for whatnot. But on TikTok, you actually have to look at the video. You'll spend three to four seconds or whatever it is on there at minimum, but it hooks you in. And you usually don't get off that network feeling anxious and depressed mm. like you would on Facebook too. Oh, totally different true. vibe. What a great point. Totally different vibe. 
And uh, so there's the entertainment value. Half of the network, I would say, is the entertainment value. But half of TikTok is like the instructional content, too, where people just like to consume things in a short form. So and, and, and the, the impressions and the engagement are unlike anything I've ever seen before. I've had videos have millions of video views organically without spending any money. And I love paid advertising. I'm, that's the, that's the, the, the market that I come from. You know, I'm used to spending a dollar and getting four in return, and I'll do that all day long. But when you have this opportunity to get as much organic free exposure as we have there right now, it is the clients that I work with, I don't want to say everyone has went viral, but man, I, it's, it's very hard to think of me or think of somebody that I've worked with that hasn't had at least a video gets you know, tens of thousands of video views or millions because of how their algorithm is situated. And so what happens now is you got YouTube that's trying to copy them with YouTube shorts. Uh, Instagram's trying to copy them with Instagram reels, which is a big opportunity there as well. But for a lot of reasons, including the engagement that that video I was telling you about with 2 million views, I don't remember how many hundreds of thousands of likes and all that stuff on there, but if I were to compare it to Facebook videos, you're probably looking at maybe uh, not even a tenth of the engagement, likes, shares, comments, all that stuff that you would get on Facebook, just because the impression is so different. So that, that alone, I mean, there's just a lot of opportunity there. But another shift, you know, going back to your original question, is that, uh, especially in this world, and one of the things that I help teach docs, how to navigate social media in the era of censorship. We're, we're dealing oh, with a whole different ballgame now. Yeah. And I'm sure that you've maybe uh, seen other docs that they can't advertise anymore or they can't post on their page because their page has been flagged. There are certain things that every Cairo needs to know about this new landscape. If you want to, here's the deal. Do I, do I really like Facebook? No, they're an unethical company. They're terrible. But the opportunity that they give the average small man or woman, you know, like, like us, for example, is huge. It's been responsible. It's been very, very lucrative for myself, my clients, friends, and family. So I like to use their technology against them, essentially, you know. Hate the player, don't hate the game, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's well said, yeah. But we have an opportunity, and, you know, if you, if you didn't use that platform, you're going to miss out on thousands, potentially millions of people that you could reach. If you use the platform, and I, I again, they're just, they're a bad company for a lot of different reasons. However, I just feel we still have to use their technology against them, but you got to use it smart. And if you say certain things, if you post from certain websites, I, I have a lot of friends that are in the natural health space that run successful newsletters. I, I, I don't post from their sources though, because I know that they've been flagged by Facebook, but they always will source the mainstream article at the bottom of, the, of their post, right? whether it's from Reuters, CNN, Fox News. And, you know, this is what the mainstream and agenda-driven companies like Facebook will accept, even though, like, they will publish some pretty interesting things in the media nowadays. They'll, they'll literally publish, could be vaccine, death, side effects. If it's from a mainstream source, you're more likely to be compliant with Facebook, for instance. You know, that's what I'm saying. I think public perception is perceived better as well. Like, and there are not as many, obviously, in many contrary mainstream media articles, but there are a lot of articles out there that would prove our message and prove our point. Sure. And using those, un, quote unquote, unbiased, yeah. whether you think <laughs> that's true or not, <laughs> to the public, it's perceived as that. Oh, yeah, so yeah, for it's sure. Perceived well with that credibility. And, and that's part of understanding about when you know how people think, you can ethically use these strategies to help them 
attain a better quality of life, unlike what drug companies do and what the major media does to unethically manipulate and to try to get them to follow a certain thing. Like if I look in the Twitter newsfeed and the Facebook newsfeed, because I can spot propaganda very easily, it's, it is just littered with suggestions, projections, like telling people what to think. And you know, like half or a lot more of that stuff is just garbage. I mean, it's, they're ghostwriters that write this stuff. Almost. Oh, it's yeah. it's it's a hundred percent because they're pushing forward an agenda. So uh, there 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 has to be a very strategic and smart way to use social too. I'm not one of those guys that stays in the news newsfeed for 16 hours a day because that'll destroy your life, your your mental health. It's just not conducive. However, you have to be. Uh, have time frames where you're going to be in and be productive on these channels and then empower other people to help you once you've got the systems ready, your hands dirty. And, you know, you might even consider uninstalling certain apps on your phone to where if you're at the office and you've got that block, you know that that's your time to be there and to post and to, to run your ad, whatever you're going to do. So you're not, you don't even have to worry about it on your phone to be messing around. Um, so one of the things that we really like to do in this in the podcast is understand like your genius because there's geniuses in the room right all over and so we just want to understand like obviously I think social media is a big piece of that but like what in that is your like true genius like give, give us a little bit about that. I think you're very kind. Um, I, I just I feel like my superpower for sure is uh, traditionally it's been able to look into a practice or a company and figure out where those low-hanging fruits are, where you know I can double or triple their profits relatively fast, whether that's with um, Instagram, Facebook advertising, TikTok, Google, like wherever, or their email list, which is another avenue that a lot of docs, unfortunately, don't really utilize to their fullest capability. Your, your email is the lifeblood of any uh, any business really, and if you tap into that, that's like the icing on the cake with all the social media marketing and Google and whatnot. So um, I think my genius is more so in the comprehensive strategy that I take. I don't, Facebook ads could be done tomorrow. Like they could be gone. If they were gone tomorrow, like my business, my practice, and, or my, my, my companies would still thrive because we're not totally reliant on that. And um, it's just about, like I said, creating a very multi-layered approach through all these channels, having your traffic set up like the Parthenon. So if, if one pillar goes down, you still have all of these other pillars that support the structure. And that's a more sustainable long-term strategy to become famous in the market. Because at the end of the day, you want to be the most well-known in the market that you service because of how the perception is. And you're, you're going to be perceived as the best, which will automatically produce more brand equity, more referrals, and you'll just have, you'll just own the market share. I have one more question before we uh, wrap up and we mm -hmm. give you a chance to send us off with some closing remarks about you. But um, just back to that point, uh, and you don't have to answer specifically, but on a general level, do you mm -hmm. get into copy creation? Is that within your scope? Or is it more or less the bigger framework of, of the social now, and the marketing? You bring up a great point because copy creation is important a part of marketing. I don't write copy for clients because I, I would, like, I know copywriters that charge $100,000 for a sales letter because, I, I, honestly, I hate writing copy. I think that I'm really good at it because I've learned over the years. I've studied guys like Gary Halbert, uh, you know, John Carlton, Dan Kennedy. Like, there are people that are just great copywriters that you can learn a lot from. And even in our space, for example, Dr. Joe Marcola, long before I ever knew that he was incredibly savvy with marketing, I just, I knew that I couldn't throw his emails away. I was like, these subject headlines are so captivating. Why, 
and, but once I started to learn marketing, I began to take the approach like, wow, maybe I, I need to learn from this. And um, so, I, so I don't write copy for clients, but it is a very integral component. Like I will help, I'll help them craft, let's say, advertising campaigns. Or one of the things that we really love to do is um, when I work with a Cairo in particular, one of the, the marketing pieces or branding or promotional pieces will take their story in some way, shape, or form, whether it's theirs or a patient's story, and will craft it a certain way so it looks totally organic in the, in the uh, uh, newsfeed. It'll still be a, a quote-unquote ad, but when you see it, it's just going to look like it's a post from a friend. And because it's got a nice family photo or a photo of friends or whatever. And then, but once they're hooked in from the beginning, they have to read the whole thing. Now, and now they get to know you on a much deeper level. And you're not just another $21 offer person. You're somebody where they've gotten to know you now. Like I, I still remember the stories my mom used to tell me when I was five years old. So if you can hit somebody at an emotional level earlier on, they will remember you. You'll have staying power in their mind. So again, while I don't write copy in, in like a sales letter form, I do help clients craft uh, certain campaigns, marketing and advertising, not, not sales letter long form, but um, you know, to get the compelling, to get it compelling. That's awesome. Well, we've loved having you. Um, any awesome. closing remarks? Anything you want to say to your UAC family out there? Yeah, grateful to be here. And there's so much opportunity in any way that I can contribute value. Um, absolutely. And um, you know, I, I will say that we are also looking to. Uh, and it was it was great that they did the um, the angel investor thing yeah. this weekend because Ooh, Shark Tank. yeah yeah that was, that's awesome. Um, we're looking to actually buy a couple businesses right now, so we're in the market for I mean more more internet based I think or software something along those lines, and then we're also wanting to actively invest as well. So um, anything I can do to help any one of the members, by all means, message me. But uh, that's awesome. You know. That collaboration that sure. we bring forth through here is one of my favorite pieces yeah. of this group and watching that come together is mm -hmm. just, and that synergy that comes from it is amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I mean, so many nuggets. I, I have been, I'm going to listen back to this and take lots and lots of notes uh, because you gave us so many, so many nuggets there. We're excited to have you in the room. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Matt. <laughs>